story thirty of romance of california life by john haberton this librivox recording is in the public domain story thirty joe gatter's life insurance good he was the model boy of bungfield while his idle schoolmates were flying kites and playing marbles the prudent joseph was trading sunday school tickets for strawberries and eggs which he converted into currency of the republic as he grew up and his old schoolmates purchased cravats and hair oil at squire tacky's store it was the industrious joseph who stood behind the counter wrapped up their purchases and took their money when the same boys stood on the street corners and cast sheep's eyes at the girls the business-like joseph stood in the store door and contemplated these same boys with eyes such as a hungry cat casts upon a brood of young birds who he expects to eat when they grow older joe never wasted any time at parties he never wore fine clothing he never drank nor smoked in short joe was so industrious that by the time he reached his majority he had a thousand dollars in the bank and not a solitary virtue in his heart for joe's money good squire tacky had an earnest longing and soon had it to his own credit while the sign over the store door read tacky gatter then the squire wanted joe's soul too and so earnest was he that joe soon found it necessary to remonstrate with his partner twon't do squire said he religion's all very well in its place but when a man loses the sale of a dozen eggs profit seven cents because his partner is talking religion with him so hard that a customer gets tired of waiting and goes somewhere else then religion's out of place the human soul's of more consequence than many eggs joseph argued the squire that's just it replied joe money don't hit the value of the soul anyway and there's no use trying to mix em and while we're talkin don't you think we might be mixin some of the settings of the molasses barrel with the brown sugar twill make it way better the squire sighed but he could not help admitting that joe was as good a partner as a man could want in one of joe's leisure moments it struck him that if he were to die nobody would lose a cent by the operation the idea was too exasperating and soon the local agents of noted insurance companies ceased to enjoy that tranquillity which is characteristic of business men in the country within a fortnight two of the agents were arraigned before their respective churches for profane brawling while joe had squeezed certain agents into dividing commissions to the lowest unit of divisibility and had several policies in the safe at the store the squire his partner was agent for the pantagonian mutual and endured his full share of the general agony joe had caused but when he had handed joe a policy and receipt and taken the money and counted it twice and seen to it carefully that all the bills were good the good squire took his revenge joseph said he yet through with insurance yet you need to insure your soul against risk in the next world and there's only one agent that does it the junior partner stretched himself on the counter and groaned he knew the squire was right he had heard that same story from every minister he had ever heard joe was so agitated that he charged at twelve and a half cents some calico he had sold at fifteen only one agent 
but the shrewd joseph rejoiced to think that those who represented the great agent differed greatly in the conditions of the insurance and that some made more favourable terms than others and that if he could get the ministers thoroughly interested in him he would have a good opportunity for comparing rates the good men all wanted joe for he was a rising young man and could if the spirit moved him make handsome subscriptions to good purposes so in their zeal they soon regarded each other with jealous eyes and reduced their respective creeds to gossamer thinness they agreed about grace being free and joe accepted that much promptly as he did anything which could be had without price but joe was a practical man and though he found fault with none of the doctrines talked at him he yet hesitated to attach himself to any particular congregation he finally ascertained that the rev barzillai driftwood's church had no debt and that its contributions to missions and other religious purposes were very small so joe allowed himself to be gathered into the fine assortment of crooked sticks which the rev barzillai driftwood was reserving unto the day of burning great was the rejoicing of the congregation at joe's saving act and sincere was the sorrow of the other churches who knew their own creeds were less shaky but in the saloon and on the street joe's religious act was discussed exclusively on its merits and the results were such as only special spiritual labour would remove for no special change was noticeable in joe on sunday he abjured the world but on monday he made things uncomfortable for the widow mcnilty whose husband had died in the dead of tacky gatter a customer bought some gingham on joe's assurance that the colours were fast but the first wash day failed to confirm joe's statement the proprietor of the stage line between bungfield and Clepus valley traded horses with joe and was afterward heard mentioning his new property in language far more scriptural than proper still joe was a church member and that was a patent of respectability and as he gained years and building lots and horses and commenced discounting notes his respectability grew and waxed great in the minds of the practical people of bungfield even good women real mothers in israel could not help thinking as they sorrowed over the sand in the bottoms of their coffee-cups and grew wrathful at runny flour bought for a one superfine of tacky gadder that joe would make a valuable husband so thought some of the ladies of bungfield and as young ladies who can endure the idea of such a man for perpetual partner can also signify their opinions joe began to comprehend that he was in active demand he regarded the matter as he would a sudden demand for any commodity of trade and by skilfully manipulating the market he was soon enabled to choose from a full supply thenceforward joe was as happy as a man of his nature could be all his investments were paying well the store was prosperous he was successful in all his trading enterprises he had purchased at fearful shaves scores of perfectly good notes he realized on loans interest which would cause a usury law to shrivel and crack his insurance policies brought him fair dividends and his wife kept house with economy and thrift but the church 
the church seemed an unmitigated drag joe attended all the church meetings determined to get the worth of the money he was compelled to contribute to the current expenses he had himself appointed treasurer so he could get the use of the church money but the interest even at the rates joe generally obtained did not balance the amount of his contribution joe worried over the matter until he became very peevish yet he came no nearer a business-like adjustment of receipts and expenditures one day when his venerable partner presented him a certificate of dividend from the pantagonian mutual joe remarked never got any dividends on that other insurance you put me up to taking partner that gainst fire risks in the next world you know twill be tough if there's any mistakes church does take a side of money joseph said the squire in a sorrowful tone i've always been afeard they didn't look enough into your evidences when they took you into that church how can a man expect to escape on the day of wrath if he's all the time grumbling at the cost of his salvation mistake if you don't know in your heart the truth of what you profess there's mighty little hope for you church or no church no in my heart cried joe that's a pretty kind of security is that what i've been paying church dues for better have known it in my heart in the first place and saved the money what's the use of believing all these naughty points if they don't make a sure thing for a man if your belief don't make you any better or happier joseph rejoined the squire you'd better look again and see if you've got a good hold of it those that's got a clear title don't find their investment as slow in making returns while those that find fault are generally the ones that made a mistake poor joe he thought he had settled this whole matter but now if his partner was right he was worse off than if he hadn't begun he believed in justification by faith now wasn't his faith strong first class he might say to be sure of being safe hadn't he believed everything that all the ministers had insisted upon as essential and what was faith if it wasn't believing he would ask his partner the old man had got him into this scrape now he must see him through squire said he isn't faith the same thing as believing well said the squire adjusting his glasses and taking from the desk the little testament upon which he administered oaths that depends on how you believe here's a verse on the subject thou believest in god thou doest well the devils also believe and tremble ugh joe shivered he wasn't an aristocrat but would one fancy such companionship as the squire referred to here said the squire turning the leaves is another passage barren on the subject o generation of vipers who hath warned you to escape from the wrath to come bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance vipers joe uncomfortably wondered who else the squire was going to introduce into the brotherhood of the faith now see what it says in another place continued the squire not every one that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven yes said joe grateful for hearing of no more horrible believers but what is his will but believing on him don't the bible say that they that believe shall be saved joseph said the squire when you believed in my store you put in your time and money there when you believed in hostraden you devoted yourself to practising it 
when you believed life insurance was a good thing you took out policies and paid for them though you have complained of the patagonian dividends now if you do believe in god what have you done to prove it i paid over a hundred dollars a year church dues said joe wrathfully not counting subscriptions to a bell and a new organ that wasn't for god joseph said the squire twas all for you god never will thank you for running an asylum for paupers fit to work you'll find in the twenty-fifth chapter of matthew a description of those that's going into the kingdom of heaven they're the people that give food and clothing to the needy and that visit the sick and prisoners while those that don't do these things don't go in to put it mildly he don't say a word about belief there joseph for he knows that giving away property don't happen till a man's belief is pretty strong joe felt troubled could it really be that his eternal insurance was going to cost more money joe thought enviously of colonel bung president of the bungfield railroad company the colonel didn't believe in anything so he saved all his money and joe wished he had some of the colonel's courage joe's meditations were interrupted by the entrance of sam ottry a poor fellow who owed joe some money joe had lent sam a hundred dollars discounted ten per cent for ninety days and secured by a chattel mortgage on sam's horse and wagon but sam had been sick during most of the ninety days and when he went to joe to beg a few days of grace that exemplary business man insisted upon immediate payment it was easy to see by sam's hopeless eye and strained features that he had not come to pay he was staring ruin in the face and felt as uncomfortable as if the amount were millions instead of a horse and wagon his only means of support as for joe he had got that hundred dollars and horse and wagon mixed up in the oddest way with what he and his partner had been talking about it was utterly unbusinesslike he knew it he tried to make business business and religion religion but try as he might he could not succeed joe thought briskly he determined to try an experiment sam said he got the money no sam replied luck's agin me i've got to stand it i s'pose sam said joe i'll give you all the time you need at legal interest sam was not such a young man as sentimental people would select to try good deeds upon but he was human and loved his wife and children and the sudden relief he felt caused him to look at joe in a manner which made joe find a couple of entire strangers in his own eyes he hurried into the little office and when his partner looked up inquiringly joe replied i've got a dividend squire one of those we were talking about how's that asked the old man while joe commenced writing rapidly i'll show you said joe handing the squire the paper on which he had just put in writing his promise to sam joseph said the squire after reading the paper several times to assure himself that his eyes did not deceive him it beats the widow's mites she gave the lord all she had but you've given him more than you ever had in all your life until to-day joe handed sam the paper and it was to the teamster the strongest evidence of christianity he had ever seen in bungfield he had known of some hard cases turning from the saloon and joining the church but none of these things were so wonderful as this action of joe gatter's 
sam told the story in strict confidence to each of his friends and the good seed was thus sown in soil that it had never reached before it would be pleasant to relate that joe forthwith ceased shaving notes and selling antiquated grease for butter and that he devoted the rest of his days and money to good deeds but it wouldn't be true those of our readers who have always consistently acted according to their own light and knowledge are of course entitled to throw stones at joe gatter but most of us know to our sorrow why he didn't always act according to the good promptings he received our only remaining duty is to say that when thereafter joe's dividends came seldom he knew who to blame End of story thirty.